All right, welcome to the Backstory Podcast. Uh, for the listeners, my name is Tony. I'm one of the ministers here at WCC. This podcast is designed to help members of the church and even those outside the church get to know some of the backstories of the people who go to church here. Everyone has a great story that we don't always get to share, and this is a great opportunity to share those stories. And today I'm joined by Rich and Stephanie Cummings. Thank you both for joining me today. We were just talking before we went live that this is our all of us our first time. So um, we're flying uh Flying free, flying solo, but thank you all uh, for joining. So start out with hopefully an easy question. Uh, Rich, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, Where are you originally from? Give us a little bit of your backstory. Gotcha. Um, Well, it's not that exciting. Um, I uh, was born actually at Wright Pad Air Force Base because my father was in the Air Force, but he lived in Wilmington and um, I've (laughs) grown up in Wilmington, spent a little time in Oklahoma, but then came back here. Wow. So what took you all the way out to Oklahoma? Um, I joined the Air Force. Oh, okay. And spent four years there and then came back. And the call of Wilmington just brought brought you back. Exactly. (laughs) Stephanie, what about you? Well, I was born in Florida. My dad was in the Navy. And so I was born in Pensacola and then he did aero um, aeronautics in the Navy. And so he moved to Mississippi where there was a job. We stayed there until I was in seventh grade and then um, moved back here because both my parents are from Ohio. Okay. And then so we moved here in 1990 and I have been in Wilmington since then, except for when I went to college for okay. a few years. So. And that was where? Where'd you go to college? Bowling Green. Bowling Green. BGSU. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're a Falcon? I right? am a Falcon. Falcon. All yes. right. Good. Yes, I yeah. We had some family that lived up there. and. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of pizza places. They do. Bowling Green. Very good. So, do you have a favorite pizza place in yes, Bowling Green? Yes, Pisanello's. <sighs> yeah, Pisanello's is really good. So, good. <laughs> so, how did you both meet? We met online. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yahoo Personals, actually. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She sent me an icebreaker. <laughs> It was the only one you sent, right? I had like a free, a free one week trial. Okay. <laughs> and so it, I was looking through, and he was the one that interested me. So I sent him an icebreaker. Wow. And he responded. Okay. So, so what is an what is an icebreaker? I've, it's kind of like, hey, uh, I'm interested in you, and you know, hey, I like your profile, kind of. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. And so he responded back. You know, I don't remember what even look it looked like at the time, but. Um, yeah, I'm interested as well, I guess. And so, hey, can we connect or can I get your number? And so we started phoning, talking to each other. And then not too long after, found out that we had mutual friends. Okay. Because we did not know. I mean, he graduated before I started high school, uh, a year before I started high school here in Wilmington. So we did not know of uh, each other. So. Oh. So you got yourself an older man. That's what you're saying. Okay. All right. So where did you go to high school? Oh, Wilmington. Went to Wilmington? <laughs> Went to Wilmington. Oh, you just weren't at the, oh, yeah, you just, weren't, uh, just weren't uh, there at the same time. Just, okay. Um, How about that? Yeah. Wow. So, that's cool. So knowing that we had the mutual friend, it was like, oh, okay. You say that they're good. That's, that okay. helps. <laughs> yeah, a little safety in that. Yeah. Oh, that is, wow. That is cool. All right. So um, tell us a little bit about your family. All right. I am an only child. Um, my parents are both still around, and so they live just down the street, which is nice. So we get to hang out with them. They helped take care of our little ones when they were little. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm. It's just me. <laughs> okay. So you're an you're an only child. Mm-hmm. Just okay. Just me. Just you. All right. And uh, I am one of um, 
I've got three siblings, um, but uh, a pretty big age gap. Mm -hmm. um, my brother um, was 23 years older than me. Um, so uh, and then my sister, just a little bit younger than him. And then uh, I have another sister who is only three years older than me. So there was kind of like two groups wow. of, okay. uh, of uh, siblings kind of going through. So Okay. So then was your brother like he was then out of the house? Then oh, when you were like, absolutely. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. My and uh, I, uh, um, yeah, I've played a lot with um my niece is a nephew. I actually have a niece who's a year older than me. Um, so. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that sounds a little bit like our family. So Max is nine and Eli just turned six mm -hmm. and uh, they're both uncles. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So you kind of yeah. have you kind of have that so experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then you all have yes. kids together. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kyler, who was 12, over 12 and a half now, will be 13 soon. And then Riley, who just turned 11. So going into seventh grade and sixth grade. Okay, not on the list. So how was the first year in middle school for your son and for you as middle school parents? Better than I thought. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. He was dreading no recess, and ah. that was really an, a, a, a point of anxiety for him. Okay. Um, but he handled it pretty well, and homework kind of started out heavy for the first I'd say month or so, and then it kind of. Then you got, got a handle on that. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, it it a lot better than we thought. Okay. As far as yeah, some okay. of those. Good. Yeah. Stressors. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, working with students, I like I love mm -hmm. middle school years, but like I think you talk to anybody and nobody's like, oh, I want to go back to junior yeah. high, you know? <laughs> yeah. So oh, you yeah. kind of like navigate through that, and mm -hmm. then. Your daughter will be. She'll be in six. Yeah, she's coming mm -hmm. in, so we'll have yeah. Yeah, and whole, awesome. she'll be another mm -hmm. a different total beast because with her in sports, you know, she'll have to manage her time a little bit better with mm -hmm. um, the homework. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, that's good. Good. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit. Got the the family background, and that's interesting. I did not know that about your family. Twenty three years between you and a brother. That's. It's a big gap. That's impressive. It's <laughs> impressive. All right. Yeah. So um, how about uh, from the, the spiritual side of things, how did you come into a relationship with Jesus? Gotcha. Um, bumpy. Um, when I um, was young, we actually had a church right behind the house. And so um, we would go there occasionally. Um, and of course, my vacation Bible school, never miss that. Mm -hmm. um, so got a little intro to to Jesus um, there. Um, and um, when I was a teenager, I met a girl. And so I went to her church because I liked the girl. Yeah. And um, and there realized that um, I needed um, a relationship with Christ. Um, mm -hmm. um, it was a little bit of kind of fire and brimstone, though. So mm -hmm. um I'm not sure that I really had a great foundation. It was kind of more a, of a, um, I don't want to go to hell, so mm -hmm. let me accept Christ. <laughs> um, and that's not, I don't think, the greatest motivator. Mm -hmm. So um, I was um, I was very involved as a teenager, but then when I became an adult, I kind of fell away. And so I spent a, quite a few years um, uh, just kind of doing my own thing 
I, I mean, I'd call myself a Christian, but I wasn't really walking the walk. I wasn't going to church. Mm-hmm. I wasn't reading scripture. I wasn't praying like mm-hmm. I needed to. Um, and then I um, started attending a church here in Wilmington. Um, it was uh, Crossroads Community Church, mm-hmm. and um, and that was where um, I just sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just realized that Jesus loves me for who I am Mm. and I don't have to do anything. I just have to accept the grace that he's given me. Yeah. And, and that was transforming. Wow. So, yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Um, I also, um, you know, my parents took me to church. I remember as a kid going to VBS, I Mm -hmm. remember, you know, doing, plays and being involved in a lot of worship songs and things like that. I just, that was a big part of my childhood is BBS and going to church, um, going to my, when we would visit my grandma, going to her church. So um, that was a, a big part of memories um, as a kid. Um, uh, when we moved to Mississippi, we had a, a, a church that we went to that was a, a very family oriented. And so we did a lot of life with this church in uh, Mississippi and um I just I had a strong foundation there in that church, and so when we moved here in seven, when I was in seventh grade again that middle school, mm-hmm. you know that time period is <laughs> is a tough time. And I remember you know we found a similar church denomination and faith wise, and um, it wasn't the same family feel that we had there, okay. and I struggled. Um, and so from junior high to high school, I would similar call myself a Christian, and I remember praying, but I just. It wasn't the same. Um, I didn't have that same faith background. I didn't have that same um, drive that I had before. I just I was doing it because, you know, I knew my mom wanted me to go. And <laughs> so it wasn't my faith. It yeah. wasn't my beliefs anymore. Um, so when I went to college, you know, I fell away. It wasn't um, I wasn't going to church anymore, only when I would go home with mom. Um, and so um, after I graduated college, you know, did life on my own for a while. It wasn't until I was um in a pretty low spot that I went, I feel God calling out to me. I know that this isn't where I need to be. And so um, I started going to church and feeling his pull again to come back to him. So I found a faith that was my own um, and got baptized. And um, I've been continuing to try to build that faith and um, be in a solid relationship with him. So I think both of your stories would probably resonate with a lot of people because I don't think any of our spiritual graphs yeah. are like the straight line. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, and, uh, sure. and to know that, yeah, we have seasons where we're really close with God mm-hmm. and other times it's like we want to do our own thing. Yeah. Um, so what, coming back then, Chris, mm-hmm. you, so what brought you then to Crossroads? Because that was, like uh, you said, you were kind of not really – you know, doing your own thing. And then like, what was it that, that kind of made that shift for you? Um, well, I think I, I realized that I wasn't right, um, in my relationship with God. And, um, and so I, I just, you know, found a church and, Mm -hmm. um, started, uh, plugging in there. And, um, what I didn't realize I had actually plugged in one week after the church had had its grand opening. So uh, oh, wow. <laughs> when I started, so, so I, <laughs> wow. I was on the ground floor there. Um, wow. um, but uh, um, yeah. And then connect, it, it was a small church. And so there was uh, a lot of opportunity to, uh, 
to plug in and help mm-hmm. and serve mm-hmm. and um and so yeah just an awesome opportunity okay great good yeah i think uh thank you for sharing that i mean i think uh, again I, I think a lot of people can mm-hmm. relate to that that yeah up and down and um one of the books that we give our small group leaders um talks about the squiggle and that's what <laughs> yes. you know it looks like we up and down and, and mm-hmm. so you'll experience that so then what brought you all to wilmington right here to wcc um so first of all how long have you been attending here that and you know mm-hmm. only you know we're not going to fact check you and yeah. then uh and you know what what brought you brought you over here to wcc um yeah, you're bit, much better with managing I know, time I'm to think of it. Oh my gosh. than I am. I'm like, it's been at least a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> um, I want to say six or seven years now. Has it been that long? Might be. Okay. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, honestly, the reason we came was... Um, Relationships. We had some relationships mm-hmm. with folks in the church, mm-hmm. and so we decided to um, check it out. And um, but um, I think the reason we stayed was um, just for I mean a, a lot of reasons. I mean, one, uh, we loved the uh, the teaching preaching mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, I think um, Pastor Dale does an excellent job of um, you know. <laughs> The, the teaching is not superficial. Mm. It's, it's real. It's deep. Um, sometimes um, it can almost border on offensive mm-hmm. because, you know, it's undiluted scripture mm-hmm. come on, coming at you. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I think that's absolutely the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, we love the, um, the worship. Um, um, uh, Kyler and Riley. Um, immediately plugged into the the mm-hmm. children's ministry and loved um, that, and we and we felt like um, uh, what was being offered yeah. was uh, really great for them. Yeah. Um, and so, it, just overall, it it was an excellent fit. So. Good, good, yeah. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, again, the, the teaching that was coming from the pulpit was, you know, I would walk away Sundays and going. I didn't know that. Like learning things that I hadn't heard before, um, and just it would stay with me um, long after just that moment, you know. So that that was um, just uh, a new a new way, you know, a new um, piece of information that just stuck with me. I just I was excited about that. And then with the children's ministry, um, not only were there Sunday morning opportunities, but there were some things like even in the summer with the mm-hmm. art camps and things like that. Um, for them to not only do something fun, but they were still learning about Jesus. And mm-hmm. so I was yeah. always excited for them to, you yeah. know, they were excited. And so that always makes us excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Good. Well, you know, I'm pretty fond of our children's director here. She, yeah. does, she does a pretty good job. But yeah, um, so that that's great. And then you both serve here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit about where you serve and maybe a little bit about why you got plugged in where you got plugged in. I serve with the uh, preschoolers, which, um, you know, I love kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to serve with younger ones since I um, work with older ones uh, throughout the day. And so um, I enjoy working with the little ones. They're so much fun. They're unpredictable. They're so mm-hmm. fun. Um, energetic, keep me on my toes. And yeah. so, um, you know, singing and learning about Jesus and just playing with them is a joy and even just it's once a month so it's not overwhelming Mm -hmm. um and then um i also serve on the um 
baptistry ministry. Mm -hmm. So once a year for a month, um, if there's a baptism, we get to help out with that and Richard will help me. And so it's such an honor and joy to be able to be there with someone um, on that time when they choose to Mm -hmm. uh, participate in baptism. And so I enjoy that a lot. Um, And Primarily, um, I'm a small group leader with um, Impact, and so sixth and seventh grade, sixth and seventh grade boys, um, I get to to hang out with and um, um, be entertained by. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you know, one of the the neat things about that ministry is that you stick with the kids, yeah. um, and I think that's just awesome because yeah. you get to um, you know really build relationships yeah. and lasting. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when we, uh, yeah, present that idea, when we, you know, ask new small group leaders to come on, we're not saying you're not, you know, we're not going to force you to stay all mm-hmm. seven years, but paint that picture of here's the benefit of, yeah. of mm-hmm. walking through if, you know, if you start in sixth grade through middle school and high mm-hmm. school. Um, and we've been doing, uh, small groups now long enough that, um, we have small group leaders that are on there second time around so mm-hmm. they've they have students that have graduated and then mm-hmm. maybe they'll take a year or two break and they're <laughs> yeah. like i need a break and then they come back yeah. and uh um i know especially with middle school and i know you've experienced this that you know the first couple of years are just kind of like all right let's lay the foundation some <laughs> evenings are like oh we made it through you know and there's not sure. like super spiritual you know mm-hmm. conversations but um mm-hmm. yeah i love that people have bought into that to that part mm-hmm. of it, that there really is benefit of, mm-hmm. of staying uh, with the students. And uh, and it was cool. We did a, a worship night. So I don't know when this will air, but when we recorded this, for those listening, it happened <laughs> during the summer. And uh, so we do small groups during the school year, mm-hmm. take a break during the summer just because summer's crazy, gives our leaders a break. And a lot of our kids, they want to continue with small groups, but then they're doing fair. They're going on a vacation. Yeah. They've got gymnastics. Mm-hmm. They're playing sports. They're doing all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Um, but we did a worship night and it was cool because it's like, how many of y'all are excited about small group starting and all the kids are excited. And I know it's not because like we have a great program is they love their leaders Mm -hmm. and they can't wait to, you know, be back in that environment and talk with their friends. And so, um, so thank you both, you know, Mm -hmm. for how you serve because that impacts, I mean, selfishly that impacts me because (laughs) you serve alongside us and, you know, my son's been in the preschool class Mm -hmm. and, and he loves, he loves Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. I go down sometimes just to check in between services and he'll see me and he's like, dad, I don't want to get picked up yet. I'm like, I'm not picking you up. I'm just checking in. He's like, okay. And he goes back. So um, I, I love that uh, about it. Um, so I want to kind of bridge now because you kind of um, mm-hmm. referenced it in your job. So I'd love for you and to first of all, just kind of share what you do as a vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the second thing is how does your faith then play in into what you do, hmm. is it vocationally or professionally, or it's where you make the big bucks. You know, so, <laughs> you, know you don't make huge money serving in preschool mm-hmm. or being a small group leader. But um, so maybe share with us kind of your what you do, your, your job, mm-hmm. and then um, after that, just kind of how does your faith then inform how you do what you do? Okay, so <laughs> I guess you get to start. Congratulations! Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I don't just, know how I'm going to answer that. Let's just start that, the so. first question. Just tell us, yeah, what you do, what your what your regular job is. So I um, this getting ready to start my 24th year as an educator, and so I teach in Blanchester. 
Uh, I've been teaching my whole career in Blanchester, and mm -hmm. I taught 20 years in sixth grade. And then this is my fourth year as a fifth grade teacher, mainly reading and writing. Okay. Um, I've few years I've taught social studies and my first year in fifth grade, they wanted me to do science as well. And that was interesting. I have not taught math. Okay. <laughs> I will not if they don't want. Yeah. Math is not my thing. Not your time. Okay. <laughs> not my thing. Yeah. Uh, so how was it making that switch from sixth grade? I don't want not down, but just moving. <laughs> moving down. Yeah. Moving from middle school into to elementary. Very rough for yeah. a number of reasons because it was one not expected um, was not something I wanted to do, okay. and it was during COVID, like the COVID year, oh, um, which everybody loved in education. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so not only was, yeah, so I had to learn a new like a whole new thing, and <laughs> oh, yeah, doing it. <laughs> Parents loved it. Somewhat, yeah. Teachers loved it. <laughs> and then, um, and then the whole mil uh, middle school mindset to elementary mindset, totally different. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was a whole new world. Wow, I bet. So yeah. And you, you had taught sixth grade for how long? 20 years. And then you had to move mm -hmm. over. I don't want to say yeah. down. You moved into, moved into, into fifth grade. Yeah. There we go. Uh -huh. That's a good way to say it. But All I will right. say I was, I this year had an opportunity. I could have moved back to sixth grade. And I think I'm, I'm, I've stayed. Wow. Yep. Great. So I've, I like them. Okay. Well, since you are a seasoned mm -hmm. teacher, I had asked one of our other teachers just kind of, I was just curious. We were just talking one time mm -hmm. and I said, because she's been teaching maybe longer than you have. Mm -hmm. And I said, so what's been the biggest change in education in your time teaching? Mm -hmm. I was surprised by her answer. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of curious, like oh my goodness. Um, if you've been teaching for two decades, what mm -hmm. are one of the biggest changes? I would say, goodness, between technology and the mindset of education in general, just that it's not as valued as it used to be. Mm. Okay. So technology is huge because there were like no computers in the classroom when I first started, except for like maybe one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now they're, everybody has them. Um, but even just, yeah, education is just not as important in a lot of families as it used to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. When my big kids were in school, they didn't have netbooks, mm -hmm. you know, and no, if they yeah. needed to do research, you know, you'd come home, but, but now, yeah, everybody gets a, you can find the encyclopedia. Yeah. So I don't know. That's probably, that's yeah. too far back. Yeah. You say Dewey decimal system. They're like, I don't think I've met him. So, um, <laughs> but interesting. All right. Rich, what about you? Um, I am the director of quality management, um, in the IT area for a trucking company. And, um, basically, I manage kind of the controls and the testing that occurs when we make changes to, you know, IT equipment systems and all that fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> Gonna nod my head. <laughs> I understand what you're, you're talking about. All right. Um, Good. And how long have you been doing that? Um, 18 years. Oh, okay. All right. A little bit. Okay. Well, a little while. Doing something similar before that, or um, let's see, I've worked in technology for a very long time. Okay, so okay. but slightly different stuff. Okay, so what's the biggest change that you've seen? I mean, I know technology's always changing. <laughs> yeah, I you know I had to watch the tutorial on how to turn on all this equipment <laughs> because I'm not really well versed in all of that. Thank goodness. Um, I mean, technology, um, 
you know, goodness. Uh, when I when I started, it was uh, significantly yeah. different, much yeah. larger okay. uh, mm. systems that you know generated much heat. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> now maybe a better question is: Is it hard to keep up with the changes? Like, is it? Um, does that technology change at such a rapid pace that you're? Um, I I think it it absolutely. Um, is very challenging to to stay up to date and um you know over the years it, it used to be you know you could be the computer guy mm -hmm. and you could pretty much know a lot about a lot of different things but now there's just it's grown so much that specialization is mm -hmm. kind of the thing and you you just okay. got to realize you can't know it all and to you know figure out where the niche spot is okay. for you okay so in your job, is it mostly like hands-on technical stuff or you, do you over, do you manage people? What is, I, I manage, manage people, people. Okay. at this point. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Which leads then to the second question, um, two totally, like I know a little bit of education. Mm -hmm. I went to school um, <laughs> and I like technology when it, I know how to use it. Um, how does your faith, how does your relationship with God either impact, influence how you do what you do? I know that's a pretty broad question, mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. I. Do you want me to go yes, first? Yes, if you don't mind. I'm trying to <laughs> just. Okay. Um, I, there a couple uh, a couple things. I mean, one, uh, you know, there can be a lot of stress in a, in a job, um, and um, just knowing that um, you know God's got your back um, mm. is huge. <laughs> um, no matter you know what happens, um, you know God's in control. God has this. I can pray to Him. Mm. He answers prayers, mm. um, even work prayers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, I am definitely not above <laughs> um, uh, crying out to God in, in times of need. Um, and then, you know, there's there's uh, certainly opportunities, um, you know, when when you're working with people just to to, you know, talk to them one on one. And, uh -huh. and you know, when they're going through a struggle, and, yeah. you know, take the opportunities. Yeah. Oh, that's a great reminder, though, I think, um, especially, you know, working primarily with students that developmentally they compartmentalize, you know, that this is my faith when I'm at church, when I'm at small group. And then mm -hmm. when I'm at school, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a different person, whatever. And sometimes adults, we can be the same way, but I think, yeah, we think, oh yeah, I can pray to God, but this is my job. So does he really care about that? And I love that reminder that, yeah, I mean, you can, if you're having tension at work, God cares about that, mm -hmm. you know, and he's placed us where he wants us and given us circles of influence. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great reminder for anybody that's listening, no matter what kind of job they have, that, yeah, yeah he cares about that. That's, that's a good word right there. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's where I was struggling to think about it, too, because, you know, in the public setting, a public school mm -hmm. setting, I, you know, I'm supposed to <coughs> make sure that I'm not influencing in that mm -hmm. direction. But um, I am blessed that I have many co-workers who are uh, um, similar faith backgrounds. So, you know, we do, you know, talk to each other and help each other out, pray for each other. Um, we will send texts even through the you know evening if something's going on. Hey, how's it going? Can I pray for you or, mm. or things like that? So that's always helpful. Um, but, you know, I have things around my classroom that might indicate where I stand without having to say anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, um, you know, students might ask me something and 
um, I can answer that, but that doesn't mean I'm, you know, putting it on them. Right. And so um, I will try to answer honestly. So I try to give them honest answers and not uh, push push myself on them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I'm thankful that we have, I don't know exactly how many, but we have several teachers, mm-hmm. you know, from our church that are in the public school mm-hmm. setting. And I know there are unique challenges mm-hmm. uh, that they have, but also some unique opportunities yeah. um, that, you know, that we, that we don't have. Yeah. Um, I know been doing youth ministry for a while and before it was really easy to to be in the school like you could show mm-hmm. up you could volunteer and and that kind of stuff and sometimes the church was even welcomed and now depending on the school system mm-hmm. but in general not so much um and so we can kind of you know do different things but you know to have christians who are public school teachers you know mm-hmm. what a great opportunity and yeah. you do have some limitations but i would imagine how you conduct yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. um and how you do things speaks even more than whatever, you know, wall hangings you have or yeah. whatever. So good. So I know that was a loaded question. Thank you for, yeah. for thinking about that. Um, so uh, I have one more question. So first of all, thank you um, both for being a part of this and uh, navigating um, our first podcast mm-hmm. together. I'm sure, you know, it'll be, you know, well received, but I appreciate both of you sharing uh, about your story and, um, about your family and all that kind of stuff. So uh, one more question, and uh, I think this will be interesting. If you could give our listeners a piece of advice or an encouraging word, mm. what would it be for the thousands of people that are listening <laughs> to? <laughs> but anybody who tuned in, like if you just from your life experience, from your relationship with Jesus, um, what would be just piece of advice, encouraging word uh, to kind of to kind of wrap this up? I would say that... Um, something that I've experienced in my life through things that I've gone through. Um, Sometimes you feel alone or lost or um, so shameful or hurt um, that you feel there's no one else that's been through what you've been through. Mm. Um, But God puts people in our lives and he's not only there for us, but he has people around us that have can understand or have been through similar situations. And so, um, there's always someone I think out there for us to be able to talk to, or, you know, if we just reach out. That's good. Um, I guess, you know, one thing that's helped me over the years has just been to um, just try to assume the best about people around mm-hmm. you. Um, Cause you're probably right. Um, you know, it's really easy to get, um, you know, somebody ignored me or somebody said something, Kurt, and, um, you know, and to just think the worst, you know, they intentionally offended me. They did this, they did that. And the truth is they probably weren't thinking about you much at all. And they probably (laughs) had their own things going on. And, you know, they are made in the image of God. Mm. We're, We're supposed to love them and they probably love you too. They're just focused on something else right now. So, Oh, that's a, yeah. Great reminder. Yeah. Um, so we should show grace to people. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you said that, it made me uh, think if, uh, you know, we worry about what other people think about us. And I forget exactly what the quote is, but said if uh, we really knew how much people really thought mm-hmm. about us, how disappointed we would be because yes. they really don't. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. great. You know, given that grace to others that, mm-hmm. yeah, we're supposed to love each other. I love that reminder. We're, we're made in the image of God. And, and God has put people around us that our journey is not totally unique uh, to us. So uh, thank you both for being a part of the Backstory podcast. For those who are listening, um, thank you all for 
for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you too for how you serve here at the church. And uh, I look forward to seeing uh, where God takes us in the future. So thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you.